the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast, the podcast for mental grit and resilience. Hosted by V. Binga and Tim Ganley. Hello, this is Tim. And this is V. And we welcome you to another episode of the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast. This is number two of the series of the good, the bad, and the ugly of, of the yoga, yoga poses. poses. <laughs> Not of Clint Eastwood's movie. <laughs> no. Uh, so, but it's, we're getting into the poses themselves now. But if you want to see the history, where these poses all came from, make sure you listen to the first. Absolutely. Stay tuned and we'll be right back. And we're back. Did you subscribe? Did you share? Did you... Leave a review. A, re- a review is very important. Oh, it's very nice. I didn't know that. So I shall review myself soon. <laughs> this series of the good, the bad, the ugly of yoga poses is brought to you by Yoga Energy School. Doing private, online, 200-hour and 300-hour Yoga Alliance registered teacher trainings and retreats coming soon. You said private. Private, So yes. these classes, these certifications, literally, yeah. are one-on-one. Totally. It's you're not one-on-one. group. So no. you're paying... For a group course, yes, but you're also but you're getting the private one-on-one so that you can answer all the questions without having to be exactly to be you know in in a group and having to sit through questions that you probably would never care about. Very good. So private one-on-one, sometimes one-on-two because two instructors. Exactly. Yes, and it's uh, yoga and Ayurveda. Very nice. And it's Yoga Alliance uh, registered. registered. Very good. So I want to get into a little bit more before we talk about the poses. Because this gives our history. Yes. So we opened up a studio in 1999. And in that studio, we had multiple styles of yoga. So we taught Shivananda. We taught Ashtanga, we taught Iyengar, we taught Bikram, we taught Kripala, we taught uh, Anasora, we taught, uh, what's that New York one? Jivamukti. Jivamukti. Uh, we taught uh, Kundalini. Yes. Uh, we taught... Uh, Restorative. Yep. We taught flow. Just uh, We taught power. There are all these different styles of yoga. Even though flow and power are a little bit more abstract, we still had those courses, those classes going on. And because we had all of those classes going on, we had instructors for each and every one of those, but they called in sick a lot. So we had to learn how to teach every one of those styles. So... Our style that we practice, we teach now, is based on all of those styles and more. Along with that, though, is this is where this good, the bad, and the ugly comes from. Because we started questioning why we were doing these poses. 
why does this style teach it in this way and this style in a different way? Yep. One, one guru would say it has to be this way, any other way is wrong. And that guru, you know, teaches, has, you know, 500,000 people practicing. I'm yes. giving a good number. <laughs> and a different guru teaches the same pose, but teaches it completely different. Yep. And they say everybody else's is wrong. Yep. And they have 500,000. And nobody's really getting hurt from each one of those poses. Let's say warrior two. Yep. So, so there's, this group is teaching it this way saying everything, everybody else is teaching it wrong. This group is teaching it this way, saying everybody else is teaching it wrong. And we did have people come into the studio and say that their guru is right and that student's guru is wrong. I remember a headstand story. Oh, she went nuts that uh, one of our teachers was teaching headstand differently than who her guru did. Now, with that, when we started shifting the studio to a different type of business plan where it worked much better for us, uh, I went out, we went out, and we talked to hundreds of people that had practiced yoga and hated it. And when we were doing the shift, we wanted to find out why they hated yoga and why they never went back. So I didn't want somebody that practiced yoga giving me answers, and I didn't want somebody that never practiced yoga giving me answers. I wanted people that practiced yoga and said, this sucks, I'm not coming back to yoga. <clears throat> and then we got, we built a list of 10 reasons why people did not go back to yoga. And that's in our business course. But... I want to just go into one of them, and that's the reason why we're discussing this, is they didn't have the likes they want, they didn't like the pose, they thought it was a weird pose, and they felt uncomfortable, and <clears throat> they didn't have that... It didn't give them that oomph, I want to do it again. Yep. It, it felt awkward, and and they didn't even know why they were doing it yeah. and, and and it was it was just out of place for them yes so there's there was a group of poses that they were just like i don't like doing them and i don't go back to the studio i don't practice yoga anymore because of those poses and you might say well okay that's who cares well if you say who cares about that human being you're chasing a person that should be practicing yoga away from yoga. That's your arrogance that's saying that you don't care about humans. Because there was a large number of yes. people that started practicing with us because we got rid of those poses. Exactly. And yep. some of them own studios. Some of them teach all over the United States. Some of them travel the world teaching yoga because they started back with a practice that they enjoy doing. Exactly, where the pose was not <clears throat> imposed on them. Exactly. So now that's where we're going to start taking this is we're going to start looking at most of the poses that they didn't like because a lot of them, those poses are basically useless. And we're going to start breaking them down, giving you content from some of the books 
and we're going to give content from some of the courses that we've taken because once you hear the pros of that pose, when you hear the negatives of that pose, and when you hear actually what the pose gives you, you might be looking at that pose differently. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. And we're here back to talk about uh, one of the poses that I've always thought was unique and never could see the reason for it. But it's been part of so many different lineages. So I thought it at the time when I was going through training and everything that it was important. Yes. And that one is fish pose. Yep. And that is in Sanskrit? Madhyasana. Yep. Which, I, uh, it's, Me, which comes means fish. From, yeah, means fish pose, truly. <laughs> <laughs> Madhyasana, yes. It's so. a very, very, very uh, popular and uh, loved pose. Or a revered, a revered. Revered pose by a lot of people. Yes, yes, However, yes, yes. when you ask them, what does this pose do? Almost every one of them tells us that either they don't teach it in a group setting. Yep. Because it's too difficult. Yes. It takes too much time to walk around and make sure everybody does it. Or they give a uh, all the counter uh, the the Con cons. contraindications. Yep, contraindications yes. of the pose. Yes. Which is a lot more than the pros of the pose. Yes. And or they just uh, they they don't know why they teach it. They just it feels good for them. It feels good for them, or they give you a. Uh, uh, thyroid benefits and parathyroid benefits and like where did that come from yes yeah. exactly so where I'd, I'd like to go now first is i want to bring up a book that you actually trained with the people yes uh and this comes from actually yoga therapy yep yoga therapy uh, which you have to spend thousands of dollars to become a yoga therapist which has no teeth here in the States because it means absolutely uh, uh, nothing. Unless you are a medical doctor. Yes, unless you're a medical doctor. It's, it's that whole scope of practice, and I'm getting on a tangent, but yoga therapy makes people think that they are doctors. Yes, it gives them the false sense of, uh, of knowledge, of authority, of whatever. Now, and I remember when we were in the meeting where yeah. they were telling because we used to be part of the yoga therapist organizational I what is it uh, in uh, IAYT International Association of Yoga Therapists and they were telling us at that meeting and actually we have proof that we were there because they took a picture of us and we were in the magazine at the round table yep. yes uh, them <laughs> saying that uh, yoga teachers cannot be yoga therapists yeah because they're not smart enough yep and they're not smart enough because they can only teach group classes. And my argument with them was that there is truly no legal term for therapist, yoga therapist exactly, here in the States. Yes. So all the classes that we taught were therapeutic for different people. Yep. For different things. It, it's not that we were doing uh, doctoring, yep. but it does help people all across the board one way or another, because they wouldn't be coming back if it wasn't therapeutic for them. Absolutely. 
even intense fitness is therapeutic. CrossFit is therapeutic for CrossFit people. Working out <laughs> creates endorphins. Endorphins make people happy. Happy people don't kill their spouses. <laughs> Where did that line come from? But anyways, so this is one of the pages from the International Yoga Therapy, <laughs> International Association of Yoga Therapists. Their book, which costs a couple hundred dollars yep. now, yep. Uh, it is for fish. And I am going to read their benefits. S strengthens the shoulders and upper back in extension. Not sure what that means. Opens the diaphragm and massages the heart muscle and lungs. How do they know that? <laughs> uh stimulates the immune system through ac activation of the thymus. So it activates the thymus, which stimulates the immune system. Uh, massages and opens the thyroid and parathyroid. I told you. <laughs> and then last is open, opens clear communication. <laughs> so you're able to talk more when you're in fish. <laughs> so, so that's the benefits. Now I want to talk about the contraindicators. Indications, indicators. <laughs> so uh, it's not many. It's contraindicated for those with neck, shoulder pain, hyperthyroid, high blood pressure, heart disease, or stroke. Those with lower back pain should begin with modifications, such okay. as don't do them. Exactly, because tell me any person today who doesn't have some sort of neck issue, back issue, low back issue. Give me anybody. Most people do. Now, because, some people don't, but in a group setting, when you're teaching in a class, yeah. that's that could be 98% of your class. Exactly. Exactly. So, it's... Wh why, why even bother? It is such a high maintenance pose, and should something were to go wrong... How wrong can it go? We How actually know a girl that was teaching this in a class, and she went into it and broke her neck. Exactly. A teacher showing yes. how to do the class exactly. broke her neck. Yep. So there are a lot of things that can go wrong with this pose. And let's look at what can you do as far as what, what other poses could you do that do the same thing? Yes. Yeah. And then, and then also, wh why is the pose even being taught at all? Yeah. Where did it come from? Yeah. No. So there, are, I have several questions. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> ask your questions. No, exactly. Well, first of all, is you said, what else could you do that gives you uh, some of the benefits of this pose? Not necessarily those listed there. All right. Right. Yeah. Uh, but. But it does have benefits, just not those. Uh -huh. <laughs> so uh, that gives you some of the benefits of this pose. And then why, like where did it even come from? Uh, who, who said to teach that pose? Yes. Yeah. And if we look at a lot of the people involved in the creation of these poses, mm -hmm. none of them are doctors. No. No. None of them have... Uh, uh, None of them are physical therapists. Nope. None <laughs> of them have any of that. They just say it. Yep, exactly. And that's what it is. <clears throat> I have not seen any evidence, hard evidence, through any style of training 
that says that this does do that to the thyroid. Yep. And it might. Mm -hmm. It might not. There's no science behind that. Yeah. But what I do know is reverse tabletop. Yep. Does basically most of these poses. Exactly. Uh, most of these uh, pros. And it has less issues on the negative aspect. Exactly. And when you say the pros, like not these specific. Right. Uh, massaging the organs and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure where that came from. Yeah, but... exactly. Yeah. So, but it does help. It has tremendous benefits. And reversible tab has been studied enough by knowledgeable people. Yeah. And we also know that it's been done throughout most of our lives because we did it as little kids. Exactly. Uh, crab claw, crab pose, or crab crawling when we were in uh, grade school. Yes. I know in gym I used to do it. Exactly. So it's one of those things that's it's been around and we know that it it's been done by a lot of different people. Absolutely. And Absolutely. it's very easy to get into. Yep. You don't have to spend a lot of time. And that's one of the other things that I'm looking at as a benefit of any pose is you don't have to spend a lot of time teaching it. Yep. Uh, so for me, anyways, when we had full classes, which was most of them, you can't go to 37 different people to help them into that pose. Mm -hmm. So by the time you do that, the class is pretty much done. So your whole class is fish because you want to make sure that they do it properly. Yep. So they don't hurt themselves. Yep. And then the time that goes by, you can do so many other poses. And in today's world, you want to get that class done quicker than later. And I know that back when we first started, you know, we had hour and a half to two hour classes, but that's not today. Yeah. And, and that's not realistic right. at, at all. Most that's, people don't want to spend their whole evening it, at a yoga class. Exactly. That's why it's not happening today, mm -hmm. at least for most studios. Also with the, the fish, it's, it you can it you don't have the option to modify enough to get some of the some benefit from it if there are if, if there are any you don't have the option to modify enough without ri risking to really screw up your neck or low back yep. whereas say reverse tabletop you have you have 37 people, you have 37 different modifications. Would you be able to say bridge? Bridge, definitely. My, that's my... Uh, bridge is... Uh, I love reverse tabletop. And uh, I believe in its benefits tremendously. But bridge... Uh, let's put it this way. Anytime I would teach reverse tabletop in a class, I would do bridge first. For sure. And bridge, actually, if they're doing it properly, for our style, yes, uh, you're strengthening the butt. You're yeah. strengthening the glutes, which actually helps the lower back Shelf instead of having to worry about hurting the lower exactly. back. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to jump to Paul Check real quick. Better butt, better back. Yep. It was a great course he taught on strengthening the glutes to make the back and the stomach better. Yes. Bridge as a butt strengthener, not as a chest opener to help you with clear mm. communication. Yes, <laughs> because there's so many other ways to have clear yes. communication. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so that is fish. 
Anything else you want to say oh, about yeah. it? Oh, yeah. I ahead. have lots of things okay, to say about it. Okay, then let's come back for it in a couple seconds. Stay tuned. Do you like what you hear? The Spartan Mind Strength Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and all other popular podcast destinations. Please subscribe today and consider leaving us a rating and review. It helps us spread the word and help others find our content. Don't forget to leave a comment and any questions you may have. Tim and V would love to hear from you. And we're back for V to go on a huge tangent about uh, fish pose. I think you dislike this pose more than I do. (laughs) The more I think about it, and it's actually a pose that I was practicing uh, daily for a while. I know that in uh, three of the the different 200s you have, they teach this. And I know in several of the 200s I have, they teach it, but they all taught it uh, with different... the, the, uh, well, different uh, modifications. Yeah, yeah. But what is what is really interesting is that they all gave, well, almost all gave uh, big warnings uh-huh. of uh, how why you shouldn't do it. Why you shouldn't <laughs> do it exactly? Like a your yoga, right? A your yoga uh, has as. And are you yoga? Is that aware? Is uh, out of uh, the Ayurvedic Institute, okay, so this Albuquerque, is part of, New yep, Mexico. This yep. is part of a uh, Basant Lads uh, school. Yes. So, uh, your yoga, of course, they have like the benefits: uh, lungs, heart, uh, abdomen, and um, and then it uh, for contraindications, it has heart disease, ulcers, hernia, back conditions, and pregnancy. Uh, back conditions, right? Uh-huh. And then cautions ensure that the crown of the head rests on the floor and there is no tension in the neck, which they should also say in the low back as well, because anytime you have tension on the neck, you have some tension on the low back. So where um, that that means you assume that the person doesn't have any known back issues, and also you assume that their skeleton, the spine, right, can can bend a certain way. Yep, and that goes back to a lot of uh, the Paul Greeley style of yin yoga. Exactly. That shows that the bones are different. Yes. And it goes completely against Iyengar yoga that says every human being is exactly the same. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the our cervical spine, our thoracic spine, our lumbar spine, and our pelvis, they are bones. They have shapes. They grow and they, they deteriorate as well. But they are not the same. We are so extremely different from and, each other. And even from ourselves. And from ourselves, yeah. One side can One be completely side different. One side on the hips. Yep. That's on the hips. You can see that. One mm. hip joint has completely different shape than the other. So there is... And which also takes me to the Sampurna Yoga, right? And uh, uh, which has a how to do it and how not to do it, and says do this, this, and this, 
And Sanporna, real quick, is out of Miami. Out of Miami, yes. And uh, uh, Shivananda Shivananda lineage, the Sanporna. And it says that uh, you will experience that the correct way feels very natural. Again, they're assuming. he's going back to himself. I practiced that pose forever. And there was no natural way nope. I could find. Nope. I, and I'm not the only one. I know, because I've been practicing, well, not anymore, but I used to practice it yeah. for years. Yes. And daily. And yep. it never was a no. pose that felt comfortable for me at all. Exactly. And I always felt that I was doing it wrong, even though I studied, I studied, I studied. Yep. And everybody said, do it this way. And, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right looking at it but it never felt comfortable for me yeah and uh it's uh it's extremely high maintenance and actually uh both the sampurna and uh, i believe the baba haridas uh, ashtanga yoga have as a counter pose that uh, you should do the shoulder stand or plow uh, pretty much right after fish because of how much impact it uh, puts on your uh, main joints. Yep. And Ashtanga Yoga, coming from Baba Hari Das, is another school you trained with. Exactly. And that's uh, Mount Madonna. Our Mount Madonna Institute, yes. Yep. And so they teach it there, yep. or they used to. I don't know they, if they still do. But uh, they they say that fish is a counterpose for the shoulder stand yes. and is complementary to the rabbit. Yes. Uh, benefits expands the chest, strengthens the lungs, mm-hmm. uh, and brings fresh blood to the thyroid and parathyroid gland, helpful for asthma and bronchitis. Yeah. So, which uh, also, uh, fish, well, fish has benefits, uh, not, not the ones they are actually <laughs> talking about. But any time you open up the chest, any time you open up the chest, uh, you help someone breathe deeper if they are able to. If they are able to, if and their if diaphragm's they, working, if their diaphragm is working, if they know how to breathe, and if they don't have to freak out whether they are gonna break their neck or low back or all of this if they are able to breathe and are not holding their breath. So there are, you can have benefits, but there is nothing, not even close, that you cannot get from bridge, the pulsating bridge that we do uh, with uh, uh, working the thoracic diaphragm Mm -hmm. also, because that actually does strengthen exactly, it. Exactly, or reverse table top, or uh, poses like this. Mm-hmm. So that really, actually, though, let me uh, go into standing uh, backbend. Oh, standing backbend is huge. It's a, it's a great chest opener. It, it does great. basically the same thing without any pressure on your head. Exactly. So And it, it doesn't take much to teach. Yes. So again, it, it's a very simple pose to teach in a class setting. Yes. With uh, and getting the benefits without having to lose time or possibly injure someone. I exactly, exactly. So 
with that, is would you consider this a pose? Because I know the answer for me, but I want to hear the answer from you. Would you teach it in a private setting? No, I wouldn't. So you really don't see any benefits of this pose? No, absolutely none, except to... So you do see a benefit. Yeah, <laughs> to, to stroke the ego of the teacher teaching it or the student who wants for some reason to have their picture in this pose. Okay, so that that's... <laughs> that's yeah, so there really is nothing worth anything for it. Exactly. And I think that's basically why it's still around, was more for the, the, the looks. Yes. It is a good-looking pose. It is. It is a good-looking so, pose. So yeah. if we say good, bad, or ugly, I would say that uh, reverse tabletop... Is good. Uh, bridge, pulsating bridge, pulsating bridge with the hands over the head... Is good. Okay. Great, actually. <laughs> and then fish, I wouldn't call it ugly because it's a good-looking pose. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, okay. yeah. But it is yeah. bad. It is bad. It is really bad. So standing back bend. Ah, good. Okay. So we've we've just talked about one, two, three poses that are good. Yes. One with at least several variations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And. Then, because I, I just want to, yeah, that's it. And one with variations, yeah. and one that's really is actually bad. Yeah, and, and smells pretty fishy too. Yeah, so. there's something stinky <laughs> about that pose. Until next time, much, much love from both of us. Namaste kala. May we all be well, adapt, and thrive. If you found today's show helpful, Please give us a rating, a review, or both, and subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode. As always, namaste kala, which in Greek means, may we all be well. This program, Copyright True Fitness Incorporated, all rights reserved.